Hello, I'm Alex Johnson. Welcome to the Yellow Rugby Podcast. I've teamed up with Big Nev, who runs Bench Warmers and Rugby Smacks, to provide a weekly podcast that looks at all the rugby taking place in the UAE. Now for our first show, we sit and talk to Apollo Perellini about rugby in the UAE. So sit back and relax. Apollo Perlini, I hope I got that right. Apollo, thanks for joining us here on the Yellow Rugby Podcast. Uh, no, it's, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, it's gonna be good. No bother. Um, tell us, look, we'll go. I'll ask you first off, how, what are you doing out here? How long are you living here? And how did you come about getting out to the UAE? Um, well, initially I came out here uh, working as a director of uh, sports for a school called Repton. Yeah. Um, it was one of those uh, opportune moments where. You're stopping at a hotel on the way through from uh, England to uh, to New Zealand, and you get offered a job, and um, mm-hmm. and, and so you take it. And, um, and I've been here about 14 years now. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, 14 years um, January and uh, uh, this month, and um, uh, it's been a good 14 years. It's strange when when, when you think about the sort of the, the journey uh, I've come through and. Um, come from professional rugby uh, as a, a professional player and then converted to uh, professional coaching and back in the UK. Uh, rugby league and rugby union and then um, end up here as a director of sport coaching kids. And then, um, But then um, I went into a little bit of personal venture into do, um, running my own rugby academy uh, whilst still being a director of sports for a school, I uh, ran a, a rugby academy which still can, uh, still exists. Uh, we're still um, very active in developing kids um, in the region. See, yeah, Paul apparently Rugby Skills Academy. Uh, it's been going what for uh, 12 years now. Um, yeah. uh, that's been uh, it's still going strong. Still developed some of the best kids in the in the UAE. Some of the best kids who um, come out of our academy. Have, I've gone into good academies and good um, structured sort of rugby programs back in UK, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand, and so uh, and also US universities. Any um, any players that have gone on to play senior rugby for their country yet? No, or I suppose that's the dream, like isn't it? To look at one day that that guy playing for Ireland or France or New Zealand that he came through my system. Yeah, there there be a few who've gone through played um, age group. Representative, um, national, international uh, representatives. Um, we've gone through to England, Scotland. There's a few names. There's a couple now still in the system. Um, uh, my son's gone through um, back in New Zealand and, and you know played um, nationally for um, there. But you know you all get to a part of your journey where you decide whether you want to carry on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of boys who are in. Um, the Welsh system and also in the English system, um, yeah. the under 18s um, who have come through the program, yeah. um, and the girls, a lot of girls as well, and yeah, you know, yeah. the, the, the female game and has grown sort of um, yeah. amazingly here and um, yeah. in, in the UAE, and, and we've seen a, a massive growth in of girls in our academy as well yeah. as in clubs. That was what I was going to ask next. You've with you been here for so long now, you will have seen. A lot of change. What's the biggest changes that you've seen here in the Middle East, rugby-wise? I think the the, the, the changes is, is the attitude of of 
people um, towards the game of rugby. I think the, the game of rugby has always been seen as sort of just fun and enjoyable, but now um, creating pathways is really important for for kids. Um, Not like yeah. the framework to get them yeah, get onto the, the next level. Yeah, um, to the next level. I think it's always been um, sort of the parents' dream for, for their kids to do well and, and, and to progress, but now it's um, we're, we're starting to see it more. The, the kids have got dreams there's now. A career, there's yeah, a, it is yeah. a career. It is a career, and there's a lot. So creating pathways for them is, is really important. Um, club scene's kind of gone up and down, but it sort of was affected by COVID. Um, mm. But but every every country was affected yeah. by COVID. Yeah. The international scene, well, because of my role now with, with UAE Rugby, uh, pushing the international scene, we, we've gone from from just having a men's national team to now having a women's national yeah. team to having girls and boys national teams at age group. Uh, this year, uh, sorry, 2022, we put out eight teams, eight national teams. Um, and, and that's the most of any country in, in the whole of, um, of the Asia region. Wow. Um, and to put out, you know, 220 girls, uh, girls and a boys under 20s, that won the tournament, the Asia Championship, under 18s, girls and boys, men's, women's, and also our two um, all Emirati teams that, that represent on our development competitions. Um, were, were there any obstacles along the way that you know that prevented financially? You? Is, is, is yeah, finance, it's finance. You know, and we, we've been able to the, the courage of the, the federation to continue to to push. The, the national teams forward, um, but also at a time when most countries are restricted financially. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we we've kind of um, we've from the backing of my federation, as uh, backing my board, have said, look, okay, then we'll we'll take the risk and enter these team, teams in the competition, yeah. not knowing how we will fare. And it costs a lot of money to to, to send teams uh, abroad to uh, these Asian competitions, um, and to come back with some success, you know, has been it's a great uh, experience for the guys. great experience for the kids, as well as the men's and the women's who who are now competing. I mean, our men's, you know, top three in in, in Asia for, yeah. for sevens. If I was to ask you, if we come back to that, Apollo, because as I said, I was looking you up in Wikipedia, but like for someone that doesn't know about you, I was looking, you were born in Auckland, you were called after Apollo 11, is that right? <laughs> it took off the same day. And, uh, but tell us, you, you played with St. Helens, you played rugby league, you played with Samoa then as well. Yeah. Tell us your whole background in rugby life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I mean, the, the, a majority of the community kind of knows some bits of my story, but it was funny just you asking me that, I was asked the same question over the weekend at, or over lunch. Come on, Apollo, I want the dark secrets. Yeah, the dark, <laughs> secret, the dark secrets. And, and the, the, the um, you know, I grew up yeah, grew up in Auckland and then born and bred and, and, and then grew up in Auckland and played, you know, rep teams, uh, played New Zealand under 20s. Um, oh, well, I was under 21s back then, you know, played New Zealand secondary schools and under 20s. Did you have a joiner? Um, no, he was there. Uh, he's a few years back oh, behind yeah. me, but he was. <laughs> He was my one of he was one of my boys, and yeah. uh, it's funny wow. the, the the story was was asked of me. He said, "Did you ever know Joe?" And I said, "Yeah, I knew him. He was when he was 17, and I was I was 21." And, he, um, and um, I worked with, together with his girlfriend at a, a building company, and 
And um, whenever Jonah wanted to visit, and I said, you have to bring some KFC. So he, he walked <laughs> 10 Ks from where he lived yeah. to wow. where we were okay. with a bucket of KFC to come, um, one, to, to see his, uh, his girlfriend, but yeah, the other thing was to bring our KFC. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, grew up in Auckland, played um, Auckland and North Harbour, yeah. um, and then um, then signed back in um, uh, late '93 um, for a club called St Helens in rugby league in um, in England, north of England, just outside of Liverpool. Liverpool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I'm an '80s boy, and I grew up oh, right, supporting right. Liverpool. I'm a red, through and through, and um, yeah. And, um, and so moving to uh, St. Helens was, was a great sort of culture shock for me back then in, in the early 90s and then played with them. The language barrier as well, was it? Well, more the, yeah, the language <laughs> barrier. Yeah. It's like coming to Newcastle, uh, you haven't got a clue what we're saying. Yeah. I know, I mean, uh, up north, up at north. <laughs> and um, you got used to it, but um, I, I really loved it, the north and we, we still have a home back in the, in, in the UK, yeah. uh, back in St. Helens. Uh, but the... Um, Getting used to sort of the the culture of rugby league was also very different from our culture in rugby union. You know, um, our culture in rugby union was was built around club rooms, around sort of the, the you're a one club man. You know, yeah. and, and when you went to, when I signed to go to rugby league, it was professional. I was getting paid for it, and people always say, oh, "Did you go for the experience?" And I said, "No, I went for the money, of yeah. course." <laughs> and, and and back then, and the rugby union was amateur. Yeah, yeah. I went and I basically went for the money, signed for the money. And so is that why you turned to league? Just purely because it was the professional aspect? Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't turn down the, yeah, of course. the the British pound, which was the strongest currency in the yeah. world at the time. You know, we were, you know, what you can earn in, in playing rugby league, you know, was far more. Than is that what still you can ca earn. the case today? Oh no, you know, it's sort of evened out now. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I think the average rugby union player probably gets paid more than the average right. rugby league player. Yeah. But back then, you know, rugby union was amateur. All you got was just probably just to benefit in, and a pint. Ben, <laughs> benefits in kind, you know, like, oh, here's a, here's, here's a car, you know, yeah, here's yeah, a job, yeah, you know, yeah. similar to what they get now. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, in the amateur game, you know, was, you know, here's a car, here's a, you know, here's a job. And, and that was um, back then. But whereas rugby league was, you know, you, you sign a full contract, that was your salary, your salary you got your house provided Made. your flights provided and that was uh, 94 when I signed and then moved over to to St. Helens yeah. and then so I played with them until 2000 and then um, got um, offer to, to return back to um, to rugby union and playing for sale yeah. But they were they were good times back then, like because did you play against Sandy Farrell and what was the name yeah, of the yeah. what was the name of the Welsh coach? He's now the French coach, or he's the assistant. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, the North. Edwards, um, Edwards, Sean yeah, Edwards. Sean yeah, Edwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we we all those those were all our um, arch rivals, and oh, yeah. we we would play. You used to beat yeah, the head off each other, yeah, used to yeah. yeah. That was the local derby, you know, yeah. and Andy Farrell and um, and uh, Sean Edwards. Edwards, Edwards were playing for Wigan at the time. I was playing for St Helens. So we would have some big local derbies, you know, and um, we, we I didn't realise how big the local derby was, you know. And in St Helens, people would say, "Look, I don't care if you lose every single game in in the season, mm -hmm. as long as you beat Wigan." <laughs> um, just to, I suppose we we'll go back now to the the Middle East rugby, but like I just quickly want to ask you, where do you think the game is now, the rugby union? Because you saw there at the weekend. The RFU brought in that new tackling law, mm. you know, below the waist, which 
a lot of people think it's rubbish but like do you think the game of rugby is in a good place or would you be worried about it how big and how strong they're going yeah i'm, I'm, I'm slightly a bit concerned about the way that it's it, it's gone well the problem that we have with the game of rugby is the so many change rule changes every year yeah there's, there's not a year that i've been part of the the the, the rugby union here the, the rugby federation i've been at the helm for the last seven years I've seen that many changes in the game. Every year there seems to be a change. It's the only sport that changes every year, the rules. Are they set out here locally or are they set out from World Rugby? No, no, no. The, 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 well, the, 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 the current, the, the, the ruling that's come out in England, that's only England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's the rugby. Uh, the it's not even the, the premiership, it's just. Nah, yeah, it's, nah, it's just the but, amateur but, game. But you'd be worried about it all the same, though. Like, you know, I'd still be worried about it yeah. because I'm. I'm they, worried don't about have, the, they don't seem to have understand the game to bring that in. Because, like, say, if, there's, if, we're, if a guy's five metres out, you know, how are you supposed to tackle a guy below uh, the waist? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So. When you look at a lot of the injuries, I'd say probably more of the injuries that I. I'm not sure on the on the stats and the most injuries I've seen most concussions come from the tackler yeah. so not not the guy being tackled it's a lot of the, a lot of the ones that I've, I've seen kids getting concussed the ones are the ones that are making the tackle not the ones that are <laughs> who are who are getting tackled and that's what that's my concern and if, if they're saying oh it's for the kids and I'm thinking mm, I get that but a lot of the injuries are the tackle uh, the tackler rather than the tackle player yeah. Um, look, these these massive arguments against Lauren there. Uh, the 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 point of the tackle. I mean, you take away dominance. Mm -hmm. uh, dominant tackle only occurs when there's a tackle from a sternum height. Mm -hmm. uh, sternum to, to uh, that, that's that's the only time we, you can get a dominant tackle. You can't get a dominant tackle. And, um, you think uh, uh, in five years the, time, ten years time, will the game of rugby still be around? Do you think it'll survive? You know? Well, if, if it continues to to change these laws and, and, and it, it, it has a massive impact on on the the, the, the collision area of the game, yeah. because it, why people watch it is the collision area of the game. That, <laughs> I understand that. You know, yeah. That's probably one of the things that draw you to watch rugby. Is yeah. the, I don't want to say violence, but it's the, the contact. Mm. It's so exciting when you see some big hits coming yeah. in, and it's just great to watch. And as long as I mean you sign up to rugby, you know you're gonna yeah. come up against injuries. I, I'd said to Nev earlier that it's like it's time to jump out of a plane. You know there's a risk to it. There's yeah. always a risk to rugby. There's a risk to every sport. I mean, motorcycle, GP, Formula yeah. One. There's a risk yeah. to everything. Yeah, they modify the car, they modify everything through, but they're still the same. Same race, yeah, yeah, yeah. not, not taking the wheels off and saying, no. yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. "Oh, they're not decreasing the, the sort of the speed." Yeah, yeah. You know, they've no, 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 not put limits on the speed in which you yeah. you drive. You know, the, and, you know and, and that's what they've done with with with, um, with, with the game of rugby. And, and I think they're really some of the rules are, are detrimental. Some sort of helps the game, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm meeting with the referees tomorrow night, and, and we're going to go over that. It doesn't mean I implement it here. Mm -hmm. It's only an RFU um, uh, um, sort of uh, mandate to all the amateur clubs in the in in, um, in England, but it's got nothing to do with what we what we do out here. Um, we what um, I would only approve on what we feel is benefits the game here. And, and do you think it's more of a testing stage at the minute, just for? It's a testing stage. I mean, no New Zealand and no no other country has yeah. taken that no. that stance, and I, and I think. 
you take away your dominance, you take away, well, how do you set up a more? I don't know, I'm a fullback. Yeah, <laughs> but, 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 but you, you, you think about it. So, yeah. so if, 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 if somebody takes somebody's legs, so no one else can tackle them, that's a head, that, that's that's yeah. a high tackle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so exactly. therefore, you you remove more. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, because somebody somebody locking in and attacking the ball could be regarded as a high tackle. Yeah, and you know, it, it's just it won't work. Like I suppose they're just afraid, like with the the whole Steve Thompson thing and stuff like that coming out. But uh, to come back to the UAE then, Apollo, just like just because obviously I, I play with, like we're supposed to be impartial on the pod, but I play with the Shark. What do you make of the club game over here now? Like, do you think it's after like in your 15 years you've been here? Do you think it's after coming on, and do you think it's only going to get better? Um, so it has its ups and downs, and. And the reason why I'm saying that is that, is that you've gone to now a four or five sort of premiership. I prefer to have a bigger premiership, and then then it then it sort of filters down into a div one, div two. Um, at the moment, you've got a tiny premiership, div but one, you yeah. got a, you got a big div one, div two. You know where you got to remember that a lot of these sponsors they they they, they come for your your number one team, you know, yeah. and, and if your team's not playing the premiership, plus plus also if we don't have enough teams playing premiership then with the quality of rugby is then just the one then you the one standard yeah um you're not going to get the quality of rugby uh, the standard of coaching but you also you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna miss out on on the intensity of of that comes about playing at a higher level um you know we we need more teams in in, in the premiership definitely i think it's exciting having more teams you know i i, I love division one because there's so many teams to look at. Yeah, you, you, you look at um, you look at the Premiership, and at the moment, at this year, because Canes Canes dropped from Premiership uh, at the start of the season. It's you know it's such a small league. It's boring, like, yeah. yeah. It's not as exciting as Division One, like is it? So yeah, but but then you ask the questions you know, like Canes are leading the one. Yeah. Could they be? Why couldn't they just stay in the, in, in in the Premiership and made that a sixteen? You know, uh, are we afraid of getting pounded 40 or 50 by the opposition, or do we just wear it? Mm-hmm. You know, that, 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 that's the questions I, you know, ask a team who volunteers to go down. Remember, they didn't, they, they didn't go down because they, ah, they, God. they didn't go down because they, they chose, to on, they, so. chose they, they chose to go down. Right. If you're gonna make that, I thought it was because couldn't make it because I thought the rules were you had to have a division. To sorry, you had to have a second team to be able to play no. the Premiership. Well, they've got enough to play two teams. But that's 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 another well, matter. Hopefully, they'll be back next season. Well, I'm hoping so too. I mean, like um, you know, you can play in Div One and win Div One all you like for the next ten years. You know, but you know that doesn't show your dominance. Yeah. It doesn't show the strength of your club team. Right. The strength of your club and your team is. Is up there and with, with the big boys and, dip, yeah, and Tigers uh, were the last club really to, to make that move, weren't they? When, when, uh, yeah, look, Tigers. What I liked about Tigers, they moved up to Premiership because they won the the Div One. Yeah. And the first year they got pummeled 100. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, 90, yeah. 80. They were they were getting plus 50 points put on them. Yeah, stuck at it though. They wore it. You know, they wore it. Yeah, they they took the beatings. Yeah. And then they just thought, okay, let's let's keep pushing on. I'd like another couple of teams. I like up. it. You know, I'd like to see uh, Amblers. Oh, they've been they've had experience there. Before Absolutely. They've been up there. Yeah. And then they came down a few years ago. 
Yeah, it, it, it's hard, right? Wanderers, you know, wanderers, you know a couple yeah. of seasons ago, they would have definitely been. Yeah, look, I, I want everyone. I, personally, I would like us to have an eight man premiership, eight team premiership. Mm-hmm. Eight team premiership is, is, is a good standard. Yeah. yeah. Um, it would be, um, that helps from a national team, you know, perspective. Um, yeah. It's, it's very hard to select a national team from three teams that play in the premiership. Because then people say, well, but what if you've got good players playing at um, Div 1? They say, yeah, but they're playing at a level next level down. Mm-hmm. Then when you bring them together, the national team, there, there's, a, there's a disparity in, in, in skill. A big step, another big step again. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's the reason why I'm always concerned when you've got a five-team premiership uh, for our national team. Yeah. Uh, you know, how do we compete internationally? How do we want to be up there with your Hong Kong and your Koreas and your Japans if we can't put good team, um, good players in, 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 the, in the premiership? And how did the national team get on? So the Asia series, uh, we, we, we finished, uh, sorry, we finished third in the, in the Asia series this year. So look, my, my, my final question anyway, and then I'll end it over to Alex if you want to ask more, is that um, in your time here now, do you think rugby's in a good state? And I'm talking underage, women's, senior men's, the sevens, everything. You Are you happy with the way things are going over here? Yeah, I, I think the there, there have been so many um, good things happening. One, the first, first one is, is the girls in rugby. Yeah. Um, the, the, the previous, yeah. That's been massive. You, you see the growth of, of, of females in, in rugby. It's amazing. The men's game look it, it will grow again, um, hopefully in the in the Premiership side, and that's where I want to see it yeah. sort of grow. The young players are staying longer here because uh, because we've got the pathways because because now we have the under 20s and the under 18s um, to look forward to. You'll probably find a lot of our school players will probably our best players who are at school will probably opt to stay here longer as yeah. opposed to just. Shooting off for your last two years of of school. Yeah. Um, what you what we've found over the, the past prior to the pandemic, you you always find that a lot of the good players tend to leave to go to top schools back. You know, your Black Rocks, you know, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, to your, your uh, Millfields, and, and yeah. so you, you start leaving to go to try and get better better rugby. But what we're trying to do now is provide a pathway for them to, to continue playing here. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the yep, um, I'm very happy to where the standard of, of, of rugby that's been played. Yeah. Um, my next goal is to get a, a women's 15s um, going, and I, I know these are scheduled uh, women's um, sort of. Yeah. Might be barbarians at the end of the. Um, I'm looking at trying to form a, two barbarian teams. Yeah. Sort of. Um, and to try and play a 15s. Yeah. And then get a couple of coaches to. Just to coach one team, and it—it's just to get everybody uh, interested in fifteens. Yeah. The women, because there's a lot of girls who play sevens. The women's at the moment, the women's play a lot more sevens than than men, yeah, because yeah. that's the only game that it's the amount of women. But because if we bring about, but if you look at the tournament, there's a lot of girls who are suited more suited to fifteens than there are to yeah, to, yeah. Uh, to sevens. Yeah. Um, you know. Sevens is very specific, you know, um, type of player, and I think uh, we're more Athletic built. Athletic type. It's not real rugby. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the one. Like in the, in the men's game, you know, there's no way I had the, the gas to do sevens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just such a, 
change from Union to Sevens. Yeah. It's a big step in it. You look at Sevens and you look at Gaelic football. Yeah. They, they see the map of girls that do Gaelic football. Right. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Sevens is, sevens is actually very close to Gaelic football. Yeah. Because the amount of running involved in it and all yeah. that. Whereas, like, like, I'm a tight head prop, like, you know, I... I, I do well to run to the other side of the pitch, like, you know, so, you know, so, but, um, as long as you can get to the yeah, other side. Yeah, as long as I can get to the scrum, but, um, <laughs> no, it. I think, uh, do you have anything else, uh, Skelly? No, 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 it's been great. I'll Thanks just, I'll just long finish long. with, uh, I was, I was going through my messages there, because I do this sometimes with all my guests, while so I was yeah. fired at you, uh, Apollo. Quick fire questions, okay? So, favourite food? Uh, steak. <laughs> favourite golf course? At the moment, oh, ranches. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you do your dirty laundry? Uh, every single day. Uh, Westlife or boys one? <laughs> ah, mate, Westlife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, win the World Cup or win the Masters? <laughs> win the Masters. Yeah. Uh, favorite holiday? Germany. And um, uh, leg day or chest day? Uh, yeah, probably chest day. My legs are gone. <laughs> My knees, yeah, yeah. knees are gone. <laughs> no bother. Look, Apollo, thanks a million for taking the time out and uh, good luck with whatever else comes next in the rugby out here. And thanks for coming on the first Yala Rugby Pod. Yeah, thanks very much. Oh, it's awesome to be part of it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>